Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. The host for this episode is Uriel Kararwa. Uriel is a program manager at Inclusity Calgary, an organization devoted to the inclusion of diverse and underrepresented voices in the design of technology. With a background in neuroscience, Uriel has been coordinating community events and working with neurodiverse groups in Lethbridge, and has spoken on the topic of atypical neurology on the TEDx stage. Uriel is always exploring opportunities to impact communities in areas like IDEA, social innovation, and sustainability. Now on to Uriel's third episode in his BIPOC series with his guest, Ranik McLaughlin. Take it away, Uriel. Hello, welcome. Welcome everyone to the Libby Podcast, Leaders in the Latest Big Ideas Podcast. This is the BIPOC series where we are celebrating all the amazing BIPOC founders in the ecosystem. Um, I am your host today. My name is Uriel. I am the program manager at Inclusity. Uh, if you don't know about Inclusity, we help companies put people first as we design better technology. Uh, and I'm one of the first employees of, of that startup. And, you know, it's the closest thing one that's the closest thing you can get to being a founder without actually being a founder, I think anyways. And I'm thrilled and honored to be hosting this BIPOC series. I've been a long time listener and by long time, I mean like, you know, a few months at least uh, of the Libby podcast and was inspired of hearing all the amazing stories shared in the women's in tech series run by Bridget and yeah, I would encourage anyone to go back and listen to those as well. And I just love Rainforest's whole um, uh, kind of mission and vision and social contract and that, you know, we want to promote diversity and, and, and call out the elephant in the room. So I was inspired to, you know, as, as best as I can uh, bring people up and, and have some of these conversations in the public eye and have these, you know, slightly uncomfortable conversations or conversations that inspire people as well to think more about promoting diversity and how we can promote equity as well and all these other really great values. So this is, yeah, what inspired this series. And today we have a really amazing guest with us. We are graced with the presence of Hanik McClellan. This is my first time saying both your first and last name together. And it just so happens to be on a public forum. So I'm so sorry if I mess it up. But Hanik is a social entrepreneur, creative, and founder of Hidden Gems. Uh, so maybe I'll let Hanik introduce herself and talk a bit more about, you know, about Hidden Gems. And then we'll get to know a lot more about Hanik in the context of being a BIPOC founder. Uh, a BIPOC woman founder as well. So there's so much there, intersectionality, all that fun stuff. But Hanik, before we get into the weeds, welcome to the show. And how are you doing on this, you know, beautiful Friday afternoon? I'm doing fantastic. This week has been it's been pretty great. 
great chance that I've had to connect with not just my team, but also people in the ecosystem as well. So it's been a very enjoyable week and I'm looking forward to what's coming. I kind of want to quickly jump into, this is very funny that you mentioned, it's the first time mentioning my name. I wish it sounds as cool as you're saying it, but it's Renique. Um, unique Renique. But please, but on, I might, I might have to use that moving forward. Yes, I am the founder of Hidden Gems, a tech startup in the tourism industry where we help Gen Z's, Gen Z locals, tourists, and international students explore the city. One of the main things we do is we promote small and local businesses in the cities, such as restaurants, activity centers, and upcoming events. We want you to get in tune with what's happening in the city and enjoy what, what's being created. And part of doing this as well, also in supporting our small businesses, we also help with increasing foot traffic, economic developments by helping them increase their revenue as well as their own discoverability. We just create a platform to enhance city exploration and how to connect with businesses as well as bringing your friends to find ways to connect with each other and creating memories in these spaces that not only us, but also people in Calgary and people in the city will also consider hidden gems. Amazing. That sounds like a, a win, win, win situation. With hidden <laughs> yeah. Gems. yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I need to like find some creative way to get me out of the house or like off of my mm-hmm. office chair here. And that's, you know, if I was incentivized or the gamification of, of the, you know, simply exploring your own city uh, as, mm-hmm. as though you were a tourist is a really interesting, ex- it's a really interesting lens to look through uh, to enjoy things that you might otherwise you know, glance overlook. over, overlook. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm sorry for saying your name very in a very French way with a kind of rolled R here, but Unique Hanik, what inspired this um, whole Hidden Gems venture? Where did it start? All these like, it sounds very amazing and very intricate, but like, what was the origin story? Okay, absolutely. I think actually where it started versus what inspired it, it's possibly two different stories. It started in class. It was an in-class project at University of Calgary, actually. Yeah, it was just a, it was one of my first entrepreneurship courses. And the challenge was to create a business around social impact, around giving back to the community. And what really spiraled out of it was something that I didn't even like fully expect or or thought I would continue doing in the in the coming years. But it's it received so much enjoyment and feedback and validation from the users that we want to support that we just continue to build it. Actually, from this in-class project, I do want to build up on that, actually. From the in-class project, it led into a competition, an end-of-the-semester competition called RBC Fast Pitch. And we were working on, got submitted as one of the finalist projects. And this was my first competition, my first startup competition. And I was purely doing it for fun and just, you know, it's a good challenge. It's a good way to challenge yourself and see what what you can do. So we're part of this competition and 
sadly, we didn't win the competition, which is okay. At the time, I was really disappointed. And in fact, I was really considering like um, kind of ending it there. This was maybe two, one or two years back, considering ending it there. And you know what? I ended up in Montreal after that, after the competition. It was a way for me to celebrate even just making it to the competition as a finalist as one of my first years even tackling entrepreneurship. I end up in Montreal, one of my favorite cities in the whole it's world. It's an amazing city. I love it. This is like the second podcast in a row where I've talked about enjoying it's, Montreal. Yeah. It's incredible. And I go there and I'm absolutely lost. I went there alone as a solo traveler. I love doing solo traveling as it's a good way to meet new people and, you know, explore the city. But I go there lost, not knowing what's there to do. Where does everyone go? I went to the tourist spots. I wasn't seeing the kind of people that I wanted to meet and befriend or even finding, let's say, like, where's the best place to eat? Or um, where are the parks? Where do people go on a Thursday night? What events are happening? I go there alone and I was just a little bit struggling to figure what to do. And even that, on top of that, I do want to add Montreal is incredible. It's a beautiful city. I'm walking along the streets and in a five block radius, I see like six different street performers. And I've never seen anything like that before. I'm here in Calgary and Calgary, you see maybe two street performers for the whole summer, but for <laughs> Montreal in one day in five blocks, you're seeing so much and they were all different. Honestly, seeing that, and it was a group that I stumbled across, seeing that really then re-inspired me to continue developing Hidden Gems. I was just considering like, if I wasn't on this street at this time, I wouldn't have seen these. And that wouldn't have made me really understand like Montreal has to offer. So a lot of times when you miss what's happening in the city, especially from a tourist standpoint, it's easy to say there's nothing to do there. But in reality, you just haven't really found it just yet. And I think that makes a world of a difference once you're able to start like appreciating what's happening there. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's so true. I think, yeah, you know, there's there's two different perspectives. One that I was talking about earlier is like, you know, being living in in the city, you you know lose touch with the novelty and uh, mm-hmm. you know the urge to go out and to try new things. Whereas when you're a tourist, you're like you know in that mindset and uh, you're wanting to try new things and, and and see all that the city has to offer. But the um, barrier is uh, access to the information of like where to go. You know, based on kind of what your interests are. You might only have access to, you know, what you can find on the first few pages of of Google, let's say. Um, Google. Yeah. And what's going to come up is really the zoo, the park, views. But sadly, what doesn't come up is the small businesses. You know, they're not necessarily able to afford to be on those first few pages. So that's something we want to tackle. We want to increase their discoverability and bring more people to them because there's a lot of cases right now. We went to we went to SAIT in the spring semester, which is filled with international students. And right across the street from SAIT is Super Smash Cafe, which is this video gaming cafe. And we were just asking students, oh, what do you... Since you've been here, what have you been able to do? What do you do for fun? And a lot of them said they haven't left campus 
they don't know where to go, what to do. And like, I think that's just a wake up call to me as well, because something that close, which is right across the stoplight, mm -hmm. um, is something that I they'd really enjoy, something that close that they didn't know about. And like this really impacts just your enjoyment as an international student and impacts the business that you weren't able to find, even though they're right by their target audience, they're right by the people that would love it the most. But yeah, I think it's just seeing how we're able to support these local businesses and and give them ways to connect with more people and just find find their right find the right audience as well. Yeah, find those hidden gems. I love the name too. Kudos to you on on, on the great name. I think that really marks, you know, the that's one of the checkboxes for like a successful business is like a good solid name. Love the name hidden gems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. sorry, go for yeah, it. Yeah, I was just saying before it used to be called bonded, but once we changed it to or yeah, once it renamed to hidden gems, everything started like really falling into place then. Just how we pictured it. It even like the gaming component came with the name Hidden Gems. It just seems very much in line and, and also vague enough that we can keep building up with what a hidden gem is and what our hidden gems platform will look like. And I think it really challenged it kind of tests myself with creativity and um what we can do and what we can create and build with this. So Five years from now, which I hope is a landmark we're able to, to reach, I'm so curious to see what it will look like then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. So maybe like last question before we maybe hop into uh, you as a founder. Mm -hmm. uh, why, uh, kind of alluded to this a little bit, but I wanted you to expand on like why international students and Gen Zs as your you know target audience for 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 this whole venture that's a great question this is really a generation that values let's say experiences more than more than like anything else i'd say i think we just put a lot of value in exploring the city connecting with people finding things to do it was really just a generation that i myself too also connect with um this is a platform for Gen Zs built by Gen Zs. So it was just something that I understand and felt in tune with and felt confident that this is something we can create for them. With Gen Zs comes a lot of um, strategies with like social media. And through social media, we were seeing that a lot of people were looking for things to do. A lot of people connect with people who are promoting places to visit, places to eat. And this is... A generation that is going to be here and here to support these businesses, not just for the next 10 years, but for the next 50 years. Like this is a generation we can grow with. Right. So it was really a long term plan as well, as well as a current plan. Like I'm, I think it would be very interesting for for me to grow with our users as well as the, as well as them for grow for them to grow with me as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But these in terms of just just how they interact with each other and and how they really value making experiences. Um, yeah. Making new memorable experiences. Yeah, no, it sounds like, you know, you found demographic and segment that connects with your service offering and, you know, it's great when a when 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 
your service offering is built for a specific segment, in which case you've addressed the needs of that particular demographic. So uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that sounds great. I just will say that a lot of millennials and older generations hearing this are going to be a bit jealous <laughs> and you might see some competition here for like hidden gems and millennial version. <laughs> or, or, you know, you could in your five-year plan think about expanding maybe. Five years plan, definitely this will be a, this will be a platform for, you No, know, when people say you can't say for everyone, but hidden gems as a city exploration, a city tour guide, it's a solution for everyone really. Especially in the five-year Amazing. <laughs> okay. You heard it here first, folks. Everybody <laughs> will have a hidden gem for everyone has their own question in the next five or so years. Yeah. Parker rates, exactly. <laughs> okay, great. Mm -hmm. So that's really great to kind of understand, you know, what it's like how it all started and also what inspired hidden gems. Um, but also something must have grabbed you in the process of developing this, uh, developing this whole business out of a project because, you know, most people from a school project mm -hmm. would go on to, uh, yeah, form a team and, uh, okay. do market research and, and continue this on beyond the classroom. So you, Hanik, really connected with the idea and also you seem to have like, you know, the developed an entrepreneurial uh, yeah i'll say like in gems like just the development of it just naturally kept going yeah it's just been picking up traction and honestly a lot of the validation we received from at the time performers they said um, we love what you're creating this is something we want to use this is something we want to have access to as soon as possible they really enjoyed it as well as the fact that it even like addressed their their own problems of people not being able to find them or how to support them and how to connect with their audience. So hearing that aspect of audiences that we want to address and help, that's inspiring. The small businesses that we've been discussing with, um, they're in line with it. They love it. They, they want it. They need it. And it's just even from our users as well, it's also positive feedback, positive feedback. And the idea of stopping at this stage will sound more like a disservice than it does as an option. It sounds like um, in reality, like knowing that a lot of people want hidden gems to be created and want access to it, that really inspires us to keep developing. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like it was, you know, the social impact of it that kept you go going and, um, yeah, and also, you know, the support and the um, the the audience base that you had kind of built in the process uh, kept you going as well. Absolutely, yes. And let's talk about that, like, social impact part of it, because that's really unique. Yeah, you, in the process, you get to, you know, help the uh, or improve the economic kind of prosperity of the, the city, the tourism industry, and small businesses that, uh, wouldn't otherwise get a part in, in that, uh, that, that cut of the pie, if you will. Was that kind of always the, from the get-go in the original conception of the idea, or is that something that kind of came later on, the social aspect of it? I think it actually started with the social impact. And from that, we started gearing it more into a business. 
but it was always a way to give back to the community and to get people increasing discoverability and navigation and exploration. It was always a way to connect with other people. And yeah, from that, we've just been building it into, into a business that we can scale with into other cities. Um, especially even with like the social impact itself, I'll also bring it back into the team that we're developing, the team that we've been building. Um, what Hidden Gems actually does as well, it supports a lot of students. It supports a lot of students who are learning and learning about themselves and what they can do to build up these skills. And then it also helps us to create a couple of jobs, which has really been a great goal of mine. And to see it come to fruition is incredible. And finding ways to create more jobs and to build our team even more in a way that everyone's doing something they enjoy doing or something that's in line with their skills and experience and passions. So it's a really, really great team right now. And social impact, even in terms of the cities that we want to support, it has a great impact on the vibrancy and enjoyment. And let's say even in terms of how you're exploring downtown and just making it accessible and easier as well as increasing like local economy. I think Hidden Gems actually connects a lot of different components and it's a great way to support a lot of people as well as ourselves in the city. So it's something we are definitely going to keep building mm-hmm. and growing with. I hope so too. Yeah. I hope you continue to keep building it. Um, yeah. Again, Absolutely. it sounds like an amazing venture to build and a win for all of the stakeholders. Um, um, so might want to kind of switch gears a little bit here, if you don't mind and, mm-hmm. and, and get into the personal stuff and, ask you about kind of your you know relationship with your identity as an entrepreneur or the challenges that you've faced throughout maybe you don't identify as being an entrepreneur and even though you're you know founded this uh founded hidden gems and uh, you'll soon be launching in september yeah i'm not mistaken um, <laughs> yeah we're gonna be launching really soon in September, it's going to be, we're just preparing for that, putting things in place, getting new people in line. And yeah, I'm pretty excited for the market launch for sure. Yeah. Stay tuned. But even in terms of what you're mentioning about like my own journey in terms of entrepreneurship, I definitely do consider um, myself as an entrepreneur. At the time, I think if you asked me two years ago what my plan was, <laughs> it was to be a math teacher. I went to university for for mathematics to become a math teacher, but I quickly realized that I'm really passionate about creating solutions and creating technology-based um, solutions and using that to assist with a lot of things and especially even like tourism. Tourism's always been my passion actually. So to create <laughs> this business, to create hidden gems that incorporates tourism, literally a dream come true. Like it's encompasses a lot of my passions into one. And yeah, it's exciting times. Exciting times to learn. Into yeah, that's exciting times to be yeah living your your dream basically and. and- pursuing that like more could you want yeah but i mean it's still quite daunting and 
you know, surely there are many challenges and maybe times when you thought, oh, that's a bit too much for me, or uh, there might have been situations where, uh, especially, you know, being from a uh, minority group, you know, let's say you're also, uh, you said that self-identified as like a Gen, Gen Z, do any of these factors, you know, feel like uh, you haven't, you felt, you know, in any way like an underdog or, um, yeah, did, did your, yeah, how did all of those factors kind of play into uh, your development as an entrepreneur? Yeah, um, yeah, I'd say for even... Um, at my age right now, being a Gen Z, being quite young, I'm definitely at a stage where I'm learning. Like without a doubt, I am learning, I'm growing, I'm developing, but entrepreneurship is pretty new to me. Creating a startup is new to me, but we're doing it really well together. Um, as a youth right now, being in the spaces I'm in, I think it's been receiving quite a good amount of support. I've been able, over the past couple of years, I've been building up a nice network, a really great network uh, that I can also use for support uh, mentally, emotionally, um, uh, financially in some cases as well. But they've been, I think the best thing about the support I'm receiving is when I go to a new event, a year ago it would have been very, I would have been very anxious or overwhelmed not knowing who's in the room. And just being there, feeling like I'm there alone with all these strangers. But now I do see a lot of familiar faces and they're always excited and and excited to see me there and to welcome me and to introduce me to everyone. So that support really goes very far. And it's always nice to see someone that you know in these spaces. As BIPOC woman, it's funny that a lot of people do mention the stat as to like how many I'm a solo founder right now as a, a black woman and a lot of people mention the stats that comes with that I believe it's like less than less than five percent are for, for one less than like there's a small a very small amount that is ran by woman and then there's even a smaller amount that's ran by solo woman and with that comes a lot of challenges and limitations. And it's funny that people are aware of these stats and they don't necessarily take the chance to help change the stat. I know some some do. Accelerated programs are very much women-focused, but for the greater scheme, I see there's still a lot of limitations in who they do support. And we are looking for support, you know, we're definitely looking for support, looking for ways to, to really grow because it does take a network and a community to roll a startup. And even in terms of like financing as well, I come from like a background where money is an issue. So I don't necessarily have like um, the ability to, to rely on like, let's say family and friends funding. A lot of Hidden Gems is is funded by me. Um, do get support from, from family where they can, but even like family support, just I'd view it as a way of putting my own family more in like more difficulty. So I try my best not to. 
And I think that also will kind of play a role in what it can do with Hidden Gems and how effectively it can go, how effectively we can build it. So there are like some struggles that we face that we also find ways around it too that we've been tackling. One way that's really been helping a lot is through hiring grants. I mention this quite frequently just because of how helpful it is. The barriers to apply for these grants are quite low and it helps to support your team and support their family as well. But in addition to this, one thing I'm currently struggling with is finding ways to even hire myself. So it's very important for me to support my team. But currently, I'm not even familiar with like how to support myself necessarily. I think this is just one of those moments where I'm still learning how to how to do things better and correctly. But I think just it's just as important to support the team, just as important to support Hidden Gems. But I shouldn't downplay supporting myself as well in the mix. Um, so that's something I'm currently looking into as well, just because I think Hidden Gems is as healthy as I am. And Hidden Gems can go as far as... I can bring it, especially to a certain stage so that with more people on the team, it can build on its own as well. But at this stage, it's very much an interconnected relationship between me and Hidden Gems, I'd say, so that I'd have to be pretty healthy to get it to those stages, which is my priority, my my priority as well at this stage. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, some of the struggles... Those would be some of the struggles that we currently face, I'd say. I'd face as the founder. I wouldn't even say we. I'd say me as a founder. Um, that's some of my struggles. I think it's important to even distinguish myself from Hidden Gems as well. Um, like a lot of times there's this, there was this question we had yesterday at an event where it was, what's one of the challenges you had? What's a challenge you have? that's not work related and it actually stunned <laughs> it stunned me stunned all the entrepreneurs and founders in the room because we're so connected to with what we're building that a lot of my joy comes from working with hidden gems or a lot of if you ask me what I do for fun <laughs> in hidden gems if you ask me what are my challenges it would be even involved with hidden gems ultimately when it wasn't work related it was finding time to spend with friends as well so i think a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs, including myself, we put so much priority in our startup and what we're creating that we kind of um, um, don't put that same or don't have the energy or time to to invest it into our personal relationships, like family and friends. Um, and that's something that I want to do better and be better at doing and to, to find time to spend it with friends because in reality, that is my support system, right? I have a great support system in the business and tech ecosystem, but I also need to be putting time and investing just as much time into my to my friends as well because they're very important to me. Yeah, that's something I also struggle with, I'd say. Finding time to spend away from like hidden gems and what we're creating. I just get really tied up into what we're doing just because of the social impact and it's really important to get it out there and to get it on a larger scale. But I think even to wind back, it's just as important for myself to to have those connections. 
that's it. So it's a balance. I'm just trying to find ways to balance everything. Absolutely. Oh, I think so many people listening to this will find it very relatable. Yeah, we can get lost in passion and lost in our work. It's mm-hmm. hard to, you know, see outside of it when we've dug ourselves into a hole. But yeah, we got to remind ourselves that we are, we are human, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. That sometimes we might not see the immediate return on just taking time for oneself and, and yeah, taking time to smell the air and, and, and uh, feel the grass. But that's, yeah, sometimes the most essential and necessary thing. And yeah, you definitely don't want to get to a point where you're feeling burnt out due to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're touching on like, yeah, a very, I think for many people, you're touching on like a, what's the saying? idiom that I'm looking for. It's like a touching on a nerve. Is that what they say? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's very, resonates very truly. And I think from what you, you know, just going back to what you said as well in terms of, you know, being a black founder and uh, a woman black founder. And and then there's just like, you know, seemingly more, more mountains that you have to climb. And when you don't get kind of, you know, any support or external aid, uh, you have to bear the grunt of that. And um, yeah, having to rely more on you know, personal investments, whether that's time or money and that, that those of, can be. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of, uh, like you're mentioning, uh, personal investment as well. Yeah, I've applied to a few, like, um, I've put in applications and naturally there's like a saying where you put in 10 and you hope to get two. So I've <laughs> been putting in a few applications and always disappointing when it says, sorry to inform you, but you know, those are always really disappointing to see. But I will say like we're in those cases, it really does give us a challenge to find ways around it, find ways to be cost effective. A few months ago, one of her strategy, like our strategy is from a few months ago is completely different from where it is now. Um, back then strategies would have been in line with, let's say we received a bunch of funding. How would we have spent it? How would we scale? How would we develop? What would we do? Versus now it's finding ways to be very cost effective. And I'd actually say it's just as good as strategy because this is something now we can continue to bring with us into further years. Um, so a um, few of those being ways to, yeah, ways to, again, through high end grants, that's one. One of them being like her workspace that we use being, there's just a, a lot of ways that we've been working on. Even like we have these packages that we sell and these packages we've been using as a way to fund our development and turned out to also be a great way for people to get an initial usage and impression of Hidden Gems. And we didn't really necessarily plan on that. So it's one of those blessing in disguise because now with these packages, a little proud moment that I should and I kind of want to be sharing is that now they're in stores and so now it's being seen by their users, uh, by their customers. And it really does, like any amount of purchase, 
anytime it just all goes to helping us fund our development of our app or app development. So that's really slowly been helping. I am really grateful that that's something that we figured out. I'm really grateful for this summer. This summer, we were hoping that we would have received a lot of funding. But this summer, we had to, like I'm mentioning, had to find different ways around that. And what we've learned this summer is going to really be bringing it with us. So Mm -hmm. I'm pretty grateful for the lesson we learned. It's as disappointing as it was in the moment, I'm actually really grateful for how things played out and where we are, actually. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, hard times makes hard people, if you will. One of those, like, uh, things where you, again, proved yourself to be, you know, overqualified for entrepreneurship. You turn challenges into opportunities, and I love that. Even though you were under-resourced, you, yeah, turned on your grittiness, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are some, like, you know, advice, or if you have any more additional advice, I've already been mm-hmm. given some great advice on, on a few grants, but um, some more tips or tricks, or even, like, resources in terms of programs that you would really recommend for uh, people in similar situations who would like to access the supports available in the tech ecosystem. like. Yeah, what those what those be? Yeah, absolutely. There is an accelerator program I applied to in the past, BBVA, Black Businesses Venture Association, and they've been incredible. I've been in accelerator programs in the past, but once that program ended, so did I'd say their support, or so did their their just how much they invested into you, BBVA. This is the one that actually blows my mind. It's such a small thing that it's it's just been incredible. Their support continues even after the cohorts ends. They do like calls for check-ins. They send me emails. They like they're very much invested into me as founder as an entrepreneur, and it shows because they continue to build that relationship and continue to reach out. And I've seen them at. All these events that I go to now, there's always one person from BBVA. It's such an incredible group too. It's an incredible ecosystem and accelerator program and mentorship program to connect with because their support continues far beyond that initial cohort. And that is actually really invaluable because they help me a lot mentally just in growing, like I remember when I started BBVA, uh, one of my questions or one thing I was trying to learn is leadership skills. Again, because this is all very new to me. And they would send me advice. They would connect me with mentors. They'd connect me. They'd sit down with me to have these discussions. And it's a role that I'm so naturally growing into now. And it's just incredible to have um, their advice and guidance. So that's one one support, that's one resource I think a lot of Black founders especially should be reaching out to. Um, uh, as well as, in addition to that, again, if you're starting out with your own journey, your own startup journey, um, getting your your team supported as well as finding ways to support yourself too. Um, I'm a 
students. So one way I'm going to be looking into is MyTax, MyTax um, Student Entrepreneurship Fund. I'm going to be looking into that and seeing if that's one resource that we could be looking into. If anyone's listening that knows of other resources or other ways that they can help support Hidden Gems, please reach out. And again, my favorite thing to mention is hiring grants. There is Venture for Canada. And these are like wage subsidies. So they subsidize your your team's um, pay by some of them being 70%, 50%, some even being 100%. There is Alberta Technology that covers 200 hours free. And um, while you're receiving the support from a new team member that's fully invested and developing with you, developing your app with you, they're also receiving pay. And there's... There's a few hiring grants and in comparison to, let's say, Digital Traction, which is a 50,000 grant, it's it's a very strong grant that will give you a lot of impact and growth and areas, room to grow. But some applications like those are very extensive. I've seen applications that takes me like a month to do compared to hiring grants. Honestly, it's like a, it's an, it's an hour application. And from that, you can receive like $7,000 in funding to support your team. You know, like these are little hanging grants, I'll call them. And they're very much a great way to grow with. And it's a great way to to stabilize and be cost effective. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Those are given so many great resources. Thank you. And how can people, you know, help you? Is there anything that Hidden Gems is needing at this stage uh, or or even you personally and uh, yeah we can connect you to the to the right people because that's what reinforce is all about amazing one way that is non-financial i'd say is mentorship a lot of the team is built with students which is important i'd say because it's it's giving people the space to learn and develop these skills and they're incredible they're actually I'm learning from them, actually. They're so driven, so smart. But with that, we do need mentors that can help these students' developments, that can help ultimately in jumps developments. Uh, I myself, I'm also looking for mentorship in in leadership roles, as well as, let's say, tourism roles. Um, For the team, there's development, marketing, financing. It's a growing team, so... There's, we're always just looking for people with guidance and advice. But other ways you could help us is through sponsorships, as well as if you see our hidden gems packages in store, you should just you should get one. You should get one because something that small, something that small actually will play a greater role in what we're able to create. Each time these packages are purchased, it helps us to continue going that much further. But yeah, sponsorships as well as connections. If you see me or anyone in our team, or if you see any BIPOC woman in these spaces, introduce yourself and introduce them to someone that could help them get to another stage. Uh, you know, a lot of us are starting in in ground zero. So there's, you yourself can provide opportunities just by doing something doing an introduction, and it may be very small to you. It should feel like a small gift of service, and you have no idea what something like that could lead to, right? And not even 
in addition to that, even how you you discuss like what we're creating um, to to someone you meet, that can go very far as well. Just saying, oh, I know this person who does this. This is what they're doing. You should meet them. Like that goes very far as well. I love it. I love it. And thanks for sharing your story today. I think, you know, it plays on like all of the themes that we've seen across this BIPOC series already, where diverse folks are, you know, not only underrepresented, but oftentimes underestimated. And you could just hear it in your story in terms of like how your, the challenges that you've had to deal with uh, and problem solve has made you into like, you know, a very, very, uh, strong and capable and competent like black founder and um yeah i have i have you know people that i know that you know gen z's and uh i i don't think uh i know too too many that are as like entrepreneurial and like <laughs> so such a go-getter as you Henik. so kudos to you for uh yeah pursuing for persevering rather mm-hmm. uh, Okay, so where do people, you know, find you if they wanted to reach out? Where do they go? <laughs> yeah, you can find uh, you can find me specifically through LinkedIn. My my name is Renee McLaughlin. You can find me there. You can find Hidden Gems through LinkedIn as well. But on top of that, you can keep an eye out for our market launch. In a month from now, check out clues.ca. See what myself as user experience, what Evan Lester for back-end development, what T. Nugan, our front-end developer, Arian Pagagat for finance, as well as Habiba for marketing. See what we're doing together and see it come to fruition for this web app for a market launch. Stay tuned and yeah. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Amazing. No, the honor is mine. Thanks for coming on this podcast. And um, yeah, I'm excited to to hear what, uh, hear and see all the great progress that comes of this, you know, first launch and, and everything from here on out. But uh, you have my full on support and I'm hoping that, yeah, anybody listening to this can pull something out of it and feel inspired from your story as it did inspire me as well. And uh, yeah, with that, I'll let you go. I know you, you have a dog that's been <laughs> so quietly and not yes. barking this entire time. So, you know, let's, let's let the dog out, let him bark. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's been up in his best behavior. I'm surprised during this call. Incredible. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay. See you, Hanik. Bye. If you haven't already, Visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode was brought to you by New Idea Machine. NIM helps new software developers, UI UX designers, and product managers gain mentored hands-on industry experience. And at the same time, we provide companies with risk-free tech talent. Definitely a win-win-win situation. Visit newideamachine.com for more information. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know 
Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.